Hey, beautiful people, and welcome to the Concealed Scars podcast. Today's episode is on postpartum depression, which is a physical, mental, emotional, and behavioral changes that happen in some women after birth. Some of the symptoms include anxiety, mood swings, feeling overwhelmed, irritability, and feeling inadequate. Today, I have the beautiful mother of three, Miss Maya Bennett. Welcome, Hello. Maya. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Yes. I'm so I'm just so happy and just to give whatever insight and maybe tips if I can. Yeah, you never know. Like who's gonna listen, you know, you're not the only one and you won't be the last or the first one. So I mean it's okay. It's just glad that you're here to even get up the courage to just talk about it because I know it's not people know of postpartum but they don't really like know right a lot of a lot of people do not talk about it they they either think it's something that is kind of made up or mm-hmm. that you know you're just oh you'll you'll get over it or it's okay mm-hmm. you know it, it's just new to you and it really is something that seriously affects a lot of women. So, yes. Before we get into all that, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Maya Bennett. I am a mother of three handsome boys, Malachi, Hezekiah, and Zamir. Um, Hezekiah and Zamir are actually twins, which I find pretty cool I'm I'm a boy mom but I also have a set of fraternal twins so and it's it's been fun it's it's been a great journey honestly I was <laughs> I was just telling Shikana the other day like being a boy mom is fun like it's interesting there's <laughs> honestly never a dull moment for real you know and I and I just feel like maybe if you have like at least two kids of like the same gender you're always having a party Honestly, so, <laughs> not a party. <laughs> yes. So they always on ten. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, they'll either be—I don't know if you can hear one right now. He's singing. Um, they'll either be on ten or like five or maybe one. Like they'll either be really chill, you know, a little turn, or just like off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> like, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. They're innocent, so they're enjoying. Life. Yeah, learning. So, I'm letting them learn. It's so much fun watching, you know, children learn and grow and experience mm-hmm. things. So that's good. So my first question to like start us off is like when did you start or understand that you may have been experiencing some form of depression after you had your voice? Um, with my first pregnancy. It was maybe a month into it that I had brought him home and, you know, I was, I, you know, I'm still at home with my parents and so me and their family are not living together. And so I was, you know, by myself and I was just, you know, feeling really sad. And, you know, of course, I'm still trying to navigate through all of this. I'm still, you know, mm-hmm. learning and everything, but I feel like my second pregnancy, it was way worse than the first you know the first was just kind of sad but you know now I know you know a little bit more I'm understanding a little bit more and then of course you know just the fact that it was two at the same time 
I had more irritability. Um, you know, like I with with my twins, it was maybe like within well, I'd say about the same amount of time within that that first month. And so, you know, just kind of like dealing with the stress of the pregnancy, uh the delivery as far as like with my first pregnancy because I had preeclampsia and you know I can get into you know preeclampsia a little bit more but you know just kind of that whole change you know the second time I was starting over from the beginning again and so you know it's kind of wrapping your head around okay so how am I going to do this you know and like you mentioned in the definition of postpartum depression that inadequate inadequate feeling you know am I really going to be able to do this? And I was feeling that honestly before I had my twins. Because mm-hmm. I thought I was having twins and I was finding out I was having boys. So I was like, okay, you know, this is, you know, boys again. You know, I've, I've had my boy already, but it's two. You know, it was still kind of like wrapping my head around that. But mm-hmm. now, you know, with them being close together, it's it's a little bit easier. It's still you know difficult because there's a lot of growing things that they're dealing with which is you know teething and you know yeah. learning you know different things and then of course um the oldest is going to be three and then the twins are going to be two so it's one's exiting like the terrible twos and then there's two that are entering it so <laughs> it, it can get you know frustrating when you know like you're trying to calm them down because they can't you know, configure how to do something and it might fall apart and, you know, trying to teach them patience or, you know, understanding, you know, how to teach them to wait, you know, just just understanding that you're teaching a person everything. Yeah. So you are going to get frustrated. You are going to, you know, get irritated or, you know, kind of feel inadequate. And of course, you know, the depressed feeling that can come, you know, there are moms who, they can be married and their husband's at work and they're at home with the baby alone. And, you know, that alone feeling like, well, it's just me and this person, you know, that I still don't know. Because I think that's yeah. what people, you know, kind of don't understand is that you're meeting this person for the first time in the same way they're meeting you. You guys have to learn each other. Yeah. You know, you have, you have to get used to this person, their personalities, what they like, what they don't like. You know, your child could be the complete opposite of you. I mean, of course, you're still going to love your child, but, you know, it's learning this whole new person. It's building this relationship. It's, yeah, it's just understanding that overwhelming, you know, amount of emotions that come with it. Yeah, and I think, like, I don't have kids, so I'm not WebMD, so I'm just talking from just watching everybody else. And mm-hmm. just as a woman, like having a kid, that's a lot. Not just physically, but just to wrap your mind around like, wow, I really, I'm about to bring life into the world and I have to take care of them. And right. it's like, I'm still trying to figure out how to take care of me. I'm still learning me, you know? And that's the number one thing that I think kind of, has when falling into postpartum depression you were a person before you had your child yeah. I was Maya. I was Maya before I became mommy so you mm-hmm. still have to tap into you know who you are you know I wake up five days a week five or five thirty a.m before my babies wake up so I have time for myself mm-hmm. 
And that's something that my mother, you know, had to kind of tell me, like, you just have to get up before them. She didn't give me a time. She didn't say, you know, do this or do that. But she was like, you just you will have to figure it out. Like, if you want to just get up before them and, you know, do whatever, you know, do what you need to do for you, you know, make sure that you're still taking care of yourself. You know, like I have to kind of have like a reminder of okay you know make sure you you know take a shower you know make sure you know you do something with your hair you know make sure you're taking care of your own self like you're still an individual you know outside of this role mm-hmm. so and that's true I was gonna get I was thinking about that before I even called you I was like like we're all our own person before we have kids Mm-hmm. And so it's like you have to still wrap your mind around and understand that yes, these are my kids, but I'm me first. Right. Like you said. So you still need to have your own like mental and physical self together so you can be the best for your kids as well as yourself. Yes, yes. You said that between your first and second pregnancy your second pregnancy your depression was worse or postpartum was worse than the beginning yes and like I was saying it was just kind of going back to it was you know two at the same time and I was having to start over yeah you know I think that idea of having to start over is like well I just went through this you know right when it was kind of seemed like okay I got this grasp of you know being a mom and you know how to dealing with you know whatever like I said you know like the growing pain you know like them teething or you know like for example like my oldest he has you know my hair texture so I have to you know take a little more time into like doing his hair and you know that's something that I didn't really take into account you know for at least like the first year or two that I would think that I would have to do because I was having a boy but you know like kind of just having to make that shift make that change so how did you like like what's your daily schedule like what's a day in the life of you I know it can be different each day but like the gist yeah. of it well, on average, <laughs> like I said you know I try to wake up before them sometimes it's not like sometimes I can't wake up you know at you know five because yeah. they went to sleep a little bit later you know like I said um the my twins are turning two so they're still kind of in the stages of learning how to sleep through the night completely and again like I said they're teething so that can affect you know their sleep you know there's all these things that you know kind of like play a factor into you know like when bedtime is or when things vary you know like I said throughout the day but I mean for the most part like I'll get them up in the morning have their little breakfast ready for them and turn on little shows for them after that they'll let them go outside kind of you know have their time to play of course with being in you know this pandemic like I kind of had to make sure like okay you know if we're not just going out to go run errands or do this and that like you guys at least have to be able to like go outside and you know play or you know do something if we can't go to parks and you know do all these different things and then normally by that time my twins they'll take their nap and my oldest will kind of sit and have a little time to either just me and him play or you know I'll kind of work with him because you know he's um, learning his colors his numbers his alphabet you know those different things so kind of spend a little time working with him but I try to get them 
all asleep if I can at the same time. <laughs> so then I'll have time, you know, for myself if I am able to, like in the morning, I'll try to eat something with them. But, and this is something I know I have to work on. And this is me being honest as a mother. You know, I know there's a lot of other moms out here who do this, so I'm not the only one. You only have like some coffee or some juice or something in the morning and you don't eat till like lunchtime. So then that's normally around the time that I do end up, you know, trying to eat is when they do take their nap. So then I am able to possibly cook something small, you know, for me to eat. So it's a good sized meal or, you know, just having something. And then it's really just working on like whatever personal stuff I want to, if I haven't made whatever like business calls, you know, to do that. And then after that, you know, they wake up from their nap, you know, have a little snack, but the rest of the day is kind of like how the first half of the day was they might go play or you know if I do you know end up running an errand after they wake up you know it's kind of that way but I mean they're still small there's not much for them to really do and you know, <laughs> yeah. still in in the midst of everything that's going on but I mean that's basically you know their day that's basically my day and so if I do have the time or really the energy at the end of the day once they go to bed you know I try to again have time for myself or you know shower or, you know do whatever or okay. you know even like do a little cleaning if I can or you know whatever I can in between you know me going to bed okay I have a question yes with women in general like body image is something big whether we want to admit it or acknowledge right. it, it or, <laughs> or not like we all have something that we're not quite sure that we like about ourselves not saying that we don't love ourselves but you know we think we can tweak this a little bit or do a little bit of this and get this tucked in or right. whatever <laughs> the case may be did that play a role after you had your kids like have did you have yep. any feelings of with yes, your body I, image I did and I honestly just low-key kind of got over it <laughs> because I had to really look at you know what I was not liking about myself and then really making that comparison to my own self not to anybody else like I had to look at pictures of myself after I had you know Malachi and then I looked at you know pictures of myself after I had the twins and everybody says it I might not fully like feel it or see it but I don't look like I've had three children and I'll brag on my own self I will I don't you I don't, really don't. <laughs> you really don't <laughs> I don't and so I had to kind of understand okay so what is it that you don't like I do have you know a little bit of extra skin of course I have you know stretch marks because my second pregnancy it's weird because I didn't have stretch marks while I was pregnant with the twins it came after but it was just from the skin being, you know, stretched out. But I know yeah. it's really easy to just, you know, rub some vitamin E oil, some, you know, um, cocoa butter and, you know, tone it up. But I just know it's going to take more for me to tone up my body the way I want it to. Now, yeah. I had a C-section, both pregnancies. Mm -hmm. So I do have a concealed scar. And so what I'm going to be real, when I first heard concealed scars, I was like, that's me. Like, nobody really knows where this scar is. So it's always concealed. You know, you're not really going to know unless, you know, you are, like, someone who knows me or, you yeah. know, you, 
and this is going to be very 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 and i mean very few people who would actually you know see this scar yeah no you're if it's in a personal you know situation nobody's gonna know about it so i was like wow you know like that that's something because it is a scar you know you see you see the line they went six inches across three inches deep so that is a you know true scar and so yeah i mean getting used to that is nothing because my scar isn't really you know bad it really just looks like a thin line but of course there is that split in the muscles there is going to be a little i don't really even want to say it's like a a pouch or a fupa or anything it's just little little kind of speed bump i don't know really how to call Ooh, it but that's, that's a good way to speed bump nothing but, too big too small <laughs> no it's just to slow you down you know as you go down the road but you know what i mean like it's that yeah. understanding that i do have to you know accept that my body did go through you know a drastic change or you know a growth, you know twice and just reminding myself like you know you don't look bad you really don't you just have to work out you got to stop being lazy you know like just <laughs> what it is that you don't like because you know again other things can play a factor after you know women have their children if they decide to get on birth control if they decide to you know have more children and then just your genetics yeah. and then so, if you were on birth control before that does a whole lot to begin yeah. with and I think that was the thing I wasn't before so I think that's probably why I was able to just you know stay small but that's also why I got pregnant like you know four months after so you know (laughs) it happens (laughs) it will take situation (laughs) well I'm glad that you're getting to a point now to where you're accepting and comfortable with it because that's it takes a long time for a lot of people to get out of that whether they've had kids or not and I know that could probably play more of a role into postpartum depression because you don't feel like you look like yourself and like that's probably like the first thing you think not the first thing you think about but one of the things you think about when you learn that you probably are pregnant like damn not only am I about to have a child but I don't know how my body is going to do this. I know it's built to do this. Right. But I don't know how it's going to do this. <laughs> right. And just, you know, understanding that our bodies, especially um, African-American and Latino women. Like, when I had my twins, I had to go to fetal monitoring. It's kind of funny to me. I don't know if it would be funny to other people, but I was in there and I could tell some of the women in there were pregnant with twins. And... The only ones that were in there that were pregnant with twins was me, the one African-American mom. And like the two or three other ones, they were Latino women. I'm like, you can just tell, like, I'm like, yep, there's a lot of babies up in here today because it's like, Like, you know, how amazing it is because mine, I know, were natural and I'm pretty sure, you know, theirs were natural, but just understanding, you know, how amazing a woman's body can be and I actually saw this picture the size of your uterus is the size of like the palm of your hand so to think a baby can grow that that thing grows (laughs) yes and I was like huh (laughs) I was like insane (laughs) 
yes it it grows it stretches to understand you know like how truly truly amazing like the the female body can be and just understanding like how smart it is as well you know like to know what to do like this is what we're doing because sometimes i look at my mama every day like dang you really have me like that's crazy And I look at my grandma like, dang, you had nine. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, okay, listen, I'm done with three. I'm tired. Nine? Mm, no. <laughs> no. No. But that, that's beautiful. I love it. I believe childbirth and just, that's just a beautiful thing to like, I've never, I haven't experienced that part of life yet, but, and I know it's a scary feeling because it's different and it's something like you're not used to I don't think any of any no one's prepared to have kids no no matter how much they think they're prepared to have kids we do not come with instructions (laughs) my mom has told me like you did not come with instructions I did not know what I was doing but I knew what I was doing (laughs) and they don't come with a return policy either so if you're like "Mm, I don't know about this one you can't give it back be like I'm sorry you have to keep them forever like but it's all good. It's all a blessing. Yes. It's a blessing in disguise. It depends on how everyone looks at it. Because everybody's experience will be different. Yes. And see, that's why I say, like, don't be afraid, you know, to have children. But, of course, like, be smart. You're Like you said, you're never going to be, like, fully prepared. Whether you're married, you know, engaged, whatever. Like, you've been with this person forever. Like, nothing is going to prepare you. Like, nothing I went through taking, like, childbirth class you know, reading books, talking to people, talking to my doctors, none of that, like, none of that prepared me for them to tell me, like, one of my twins has a heart murmur. Like, there's nothing that says, like, okay, so, like, these are all of the signs that you can, you know, see to prevent this. Or if you make sure you take this vitamin every day, like, nothing's going to come out perfect, you know, when it comes to it. Not your birth plan, not, you know, the way the baby comes into the world like none of that the way the baby none of that you don't have any control over it you just have to learn and experience it you know like and it's it's a beautiful thing so i'm just i'm, I'm enjoying this ride called motherhood you know Aww. <laughs> that is so cute because i knew you before you were a mom and now I'm- you're a whole mom and like that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> my best friend mom she's like you know you got big mama status now she's like you got three you got big mama status i was like okay i'll be big mama okay <laughs> big mama gonna have all the snacks i already said that like my nieces and nephews know like i'm gonna have all the snacks like i literally <laughs> have all the snacks now like my kids they have the best snacks okay yes for the snacks some <laughs> of y'all have get some snacks <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. How did you, um, like when you were going through all that and you brought all the kids home, how did Malachi take it when you brought the twins home? I mean, the way any child does, they get jealous. They're, you know, they want their attention. And he still mm-hmm. does now, but he's gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. He, you know, understands that, like, these are his brothers. And mm-hmm. I kind of was trying to prepare him, you know, before they were born I was like you know I kept telling him when I was pregnant like having him touch my stomach I was telling him like baby you know kind of letting him know like there's gonna be some changes you know he was at the hospital you know every day like he 
you know, when we were in the hospital, he would come up to the hospital, you know, every day with, you know, my mom, my brother, their dad, my dad, you know, like the, the people who are just coming up to the hospital, you know, see us and everything. So, I mean, it's it's been gradual, but I mean, honestly, I know he loves his brothers. He has yeah. fun. He's just, those are his best buds. Like, that's, they, <laughs> they're the three live crew, basically. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's cute. <laughs> that's cute how did you um cope with getting out of that depression like once you realized it and you're like okay I need to kind of rewind regroup like how what did you do like what helped you get out of it um honestly I think it's me just kind of staying in touch with my friends you know my I'm gonna give a little bit to like my mom you know like being here to help me you know asking me like am I okay you know how am I feeling you know just kind of helping with certain things now I am gonna be honest on on the other end my mom was not very helpful and kind of actually triggered me at one point in time during my postpartum depression when the twins came home so you know that kind of give or take of understanding like who to go to Mm -hmm. and you know when to go to them and you know what you're gonna go to them for and I did start downloading some like self-help therapy apps Mm -hmm. to just kind of like help me to like monitor my thoughts and feelings you know if I have to you know like take a step back you know they are you know over time as they were getting like a little bit older and a little bit more independent like I might take you know five minutes to myself to you know step away from them mm-hmm. you know to do whatever or you know trying to make sure that like if I'm sitting down and eating like I'm not you know trying to like pop up to like check on them or do whatever like actually you know just taking you know, my time yeah like sitting and eating you know like I'm not you know trying to like rip and run and I'm like half eating or whatever and Mm-hmm. And then, you know another thing that I'm from California so you know you already know we, we are yeah. you know but you know that and I, you know I you know <laughs> yeah but no I say that last because you know like I don't always have the ability you know giving respect to like I live with other people so on and so forth so you yeah. know that is you know last on my list but you know it's it's convenient. I'm California, so you know. <laughs> but yeah, you know, there's moms who are you know advocates, and then there's other things you know like CBD and hemp and so on and so forth that you know are you know still helpful, but it's not like the actual client that you get. So just yeah. understanding, like you, you as a person have to figure out you know what it is that you need. And then sometimes I have my wine Wednesdays or wine Fridays, you know, just yeah, and chilling, you know, glasses. Right. <laughs> have a nice little chill drink and just be chilling so that's good. that's good I'm glad you you get a chance to like I'm glad you're out of it cause it takes a long time for some people to get out of that yeah I know I still have you know moments but like I yeah. said now, like I did have a really frustrating moment a couple of days ago and I was like you know I'm upset that this happened but I'm glad that it did because I'll actually sit here and take this moment to you know share my experience like my twins are teething right now and when I say that they were crying for like a good 30 minutes like I'm not kidding we were legit crying for a good 30 minutes and so mm-hmm. with that being said 
I don't know if it's like twin telepathy, twins feeling each other's like feelings or, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, they were, you know, both upset. So my mom, you know, ended up taking one of them, trying to calm them down. And one of them, he just would not stop crying. I'm like, okay. Like, I'm really, I'm really getting frustrated because I'm, you know, trying everything. I'm standing up, I'm sitting down. Like, I give him baby Origel, I give him Tylenol. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be super mom, you know, like I'm yeah. trying to figure out whatever solution it is. And I'm like, okay, if I give him a couple minutes, maybe let him cry it out a little bit, you know, just yeah. trying to, you know, like I said, try everything. So I got up and I was just like, uh, I was like, mom, you're going to have to switch me right now. She didn't say anything. She just, she just switched me. I knew that the other baby was almost asleep. So with that yeah. being said, I'm like, okay, let me get him in the bed, you know, kind of get him a little more soothed. I can come back and get the other one. That'll give me, you know, a couple minutes to come back to myself. And after I got him, I started to cry and I was apologizing to him because I'm like, I don't want to sit here and get frustrated with you. You can't tell me that your mouth is hurting. You can't, I can't do anything about it. You know, even if I do give you the baby or gel, you know, it's only going to numb it temporarily. I know you're tired. I know you want to go to sleep. You know, I just kept saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because, you know, it's it's not his fault you know like i you know me getting frustrated i yeah know you know what i have to do i have to take my step back and say you know what this is you know becoming frustrating because of course i don't want my baby crying like nobody wants their baby you know crying you know upset especially if you know that it's something you cannot help them with Mm -hmm. you know so and of course it's like eight o'clock at night like I said, I wake up at five. So by this time I am tired. So, you know, that does, you know, play a part into the emotions or, you know, like what you're just dealing with. You're just like, okay, come on, dude. Like I'm tired. I know you're tired. And, you know, it almost kind of, I guess that that frustration feeling almost sends you back to like their newborn stage, yeah. you know, when they don't know, you know, they're in a completely new environment. You know, they go from this warm, like, liquidy bubble Mm -hmm. to this, like, bright, light, cold building into a car, into, like, a home. And it's like, who are these people? I hear these voices. I think I know these people. But like I said, you know, it's this starting over relationship of, you know, like, I don't know you. You don't know me. But I have to keep you and you have to stay with me. Like, we Mm -hmm. got... I got you, you got me, but I don't know you. But hey, we got to come here. We got to make something. <laughs> that's, that's good. I'm glad you, thank you for sharing that. Because you, yeah. you didn't have to share that. But that could be something that somebody could be experiencing as soon as they hear this. And right. they can just look at their baby like, you know what? I'm all right with you. And you all right with me. We just are gonna have to cry it out together for right now. It's and okay. We'll get back. With your baby, it's okay. Like as as crazy as it might sound, like it's okay if your baby is crying. You have to step away because you don't want to hurt your baby. I I'm so glad that you know I still have my sense because I know I've, I've dealt with anxiety and depression before. I've had my so knowing that that can almost amplify it times, you know, depending on the person, two, five, 10, you know, yeah. however much. Mm-hmm. 
just being able to know like okay I, I still have control over you know me over you know what I'm doing so I don't sit here and you know get overly frustrated or I you know don't sit here and I don't want to say like launch your child but like yeah here and you know do something that you know you really end up hurting them and so just it's okay to take that step back you know if you gotta you know walk away from them for a second and compose yourself like it, it's better than you hurting your child because the only thing they're gonna do is keep crying they're you know they the only thing they can do is keep crying so you because they don't know how to they can't communicate what's wrong yet. right but that's good and I'm, I'm really big on like mental health and I'm so glad that people are becoming more aware of mental health especially in the black community yes like it's serious no matter like what branch of mental health it is like find a way to keep yourself sane safely sane yes I'll put it like that safely sane yeah (laughs) don't go do nothing crazy but like I said I'm not a mom so but I do understand that not only is your body going through changes you're already hormonal in general right so now you're on 10 and then after you have a baby you could be on 20 so and then you have people constantly like even like when people ask me are you okay or what's wrong I don't like that personally on just a regular (laughs) basis so don't keep asking me are you okay what's wrong like no I'm really not okay but I'm going to tell you I'm okay because you keep asking me <laughs> constantly. <laughs> like, you're, you're making it worse. Ask constantly checking on me. Like, I'll be fine. Y'all just got to give me a minute. Like, wrap, get, wrap my mind around everything. Yes. And I know, like, for me, my mom will ask me, you know, like, okay, how are you feeling? Are you okay? And some days I'm just like, okay, mom, I'm fine. And some days I'm just, I'm like, I'm okay. Like, and she, she can tell, like, tell the you difference. Know, yeah, she can tell the difference, and so you know, I I'm getting better. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting better at you know being more vocal about it. You know, mm-hmm. also and you know letting it be known. And then of course, like honestly, if people want to know the questions you want to ask a mom, like how are you feeling? Like how are you really feeling? Especially for the ones who just had a baby. And then what do you need? You yeah. know, because sometimes a mom might just be like, I I just want to eat. Or, you know, I just want to take a nap. Or, I have to pee. Like, sometimes, like, you, <laughs> you know, something really simple is just like, you know, can you just sit with them so I can take a shower? Or, you know, to do, you know, something really simple. And how are you really feeling like, okay, you know, if you know, like, somebody's baby is teething, like, well, how are things going with them teething? Like, you know, do, do you need anything? Does the baby need anything? Because... At the end of the day, most moms are going to probably tell you no. They're probably going to say, like, no, I don't really need this. I don't really need that. But, you know, you might end up running across someone who they're really willing to be like, you know what? Whatever help someone wants to offer, um, I'm willing to accept it. You know? And that's kind of, you know, part of the reason why what I told you earlier about, you know, where I plan on, you know, me and my children going. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason why, you know, there's more support and help 
where I'm trying to go versus where I'm at now. And I know I did say I have my mom, but you know, my mom's only one person. Yeah. And you know, I know where I'm going there's, you know, more help and more resources. So well, that's good. That's good that you have cuz not everybody has like a strong support system either. And that's in anything. But right. I know like when it comes to kids, some people might not want to fully insert themselves and helping somebody else with their children that aren't theirs. Right. And honestly, that's there's there's two things. It's either they want to help and they really don't know what goes into helping or yeah. they they know what goes into it and they're very cautious about helping because you know, when and we're being honest, you know, about you know, family and life and you know just just creating things like yeah come in a situation where you know you have a mom who's a single mom and it's because the dad just didn't want to do what he was supposed to do for example and you want to sit there and help her but you know the help that she needs is a lot more than you might be able to give mm-hmm. or you know and it's it, i feel like that goes into like a whole nother like context yeah. and conversation but no but you, you're know. right it's you know it could be with anybody right you know it could be it could be male or female you know it can go either way i've i've seen it both ways so just you know knowing that it is nice when you have help like i told my best friend because it's the only person that i know who has that i'm close to who has had a baby and i told her i was like you know create your village Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't have to be family you know, it can be your friend, but create the people that you know you can entrust to be around your child. And I told her, I said, I don't have to be included in that. If in it, you can exclude, include, you know, just because someone is your family member doesn't mean that your child needs to know them. My child, you know, may not know you because you haven't made the effort to talk to me about my child. You know, if my baby is five they ain't never met you they don't know you of course they're not gonna ask about you you know of course they're yeah. not gonna feel that there's a relationship there so you know you you create your village based off of the people who have truly wanted to help you you know yeah. if you're you know if you're building a palace and you got 10 people that helped you but 45 want to come not everybody <laughs> can come you know yeah <laughs> you're right no you're right you're right but that's good I like that the analogy of creating your own village not everybody that in your family has to be a part of your village unless you want them to right especially when it's dealing with your kids and everybody's going to be protective over their kids so you have to be set some type of boundary in the beginning on what you allow them to on what you allow your kids to have access to or just learn in general like something you can have control over because you're not ready for them to experience Experience, certain things yet yeah and that's funny that you you're hitting it right on the nose with something I was going to mention about you know just the stuff and how you act around your kids like there's this guy on TikTok I just made a TikTok this is (laughs) (laughs) and he does these stories about like things that he overhears like preschoolers say and like he's like you know be careful the things you say around your kids these kids be saying some things that you will hear like our people age you know like talking about like yeah 
you know, he don't want to pay no child support. What do you know about child support? Like, <laughs> we, like, you just have to, you know, so making sure you're in control of, you know, the other people that are around your kids. But what you say, too, like, that plays a huge role, you know, aside from the boundaries that you're setting. Because you can't sit here and set boundaries and be like, oh, I don't want my baby to be around this person, that person, because they're doing this and that, but you're doing the same thing. <laughs> I just made a TikTok though. I, I, refuse, <laughs> I refuse to do it. <laughs> I refuse to do it. I was like, I can't. I can't. I had to so, see what it was about. <laughs> uh, I just watched little videos that be on Instagram and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a couple more questions. Yes. What's some type of advice or takeaway you want people to get from like your story or just postpartum and depression and that's for moms and dads um well the first thing I'm gonna say is take care of your kids I do not care if you do not like the person you had a child with at the end of the day that child needs both their parents and if you want a little legal information I am a paralegal it is illegal illegal for a child to not be taken care of by both of their parents in all 50 states so at the end of the day it's your responsibility in their life but legally as well like offer it now as far as understanding within postpartum ask for help don't be afraid to talk to people gather whatever resources you can like there's stuff out there like there's there's so many resources out there i'm i'm even open and willing like if there's any moms out there who you want to talk you want to get something off of your chest i'm willing and open because at the end of the day my first pregnancy around i did not have anybody i tried to get therapy my second pregnancy you know postpartum wise but there was problems with my insurance so if you can find whatever resources, whatever stuff's out there, look through your insurance, just get free health insurance and see what they offer. You know, just just getting whatever resources you can. Now, if you end up, you know, being a single parent, mother or father, get your county resources. Don't be afraid to get that because at the end of the day, if you have the right mindset, they already give you limitations with some of those county programs. So if you sit here and you say, I only want to use this to elevate myself, do it. But don't get on there just because you want to be racking up food stamps and you want to do this and that. Like, there's there's no point because at the end of the day, it's going to come back negatively on you. And that's tax people money. You you don't want to go there. So just that, like just resources like there's there's so much stuff out there that, you know, and mind you, a lot of these resources come from organizations so you really don't have to pay things again with therapy you do but that's just something that you're just gonna have to say i need to do this for myself yeah you know you have to you know make that decision even if you only go once a month see what you can afford and if you can't afford it like i said i was using self-help therapy apps some of them just have like little subscriptions you know if you can pay for your apple music you can pay for one of these subscriptions to you know a self-help app you know therapy apps they're out there you know so just just finding whatever resources yes for the paralegal 
Yes. I like how you threw that in there. Like, I'm apparently, yes, ma'am. No, well, I'm just so people won't be like, mm, is she really, you know, I mean, that's, you can look it up. Just the book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you already touched basis on this question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Okay. What comes to mind when you hear concealed scars? Besides your C section, like, when you initially saw it, like well, what did you think aside from you know like i said the c-section i thought about you of course because mm-hmm. you know yours yours is very concealed like 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 i was kind of describing my little thing like you ain't really gonna see yours <laughs> um, <laughs> but um i don't know I, I really was thinking like more within your heart like i feel like we we have scars on our heart that we don't even, you know, talk about or, you know, express or, you know, the hardenings, you know, on our heart. So like, you know, the things that we hold within ourselves or the traumas that we've dealt with in in life or, you know, even, even it being just, you know, seeing something traumatic happen one time, you know, that can really just initially just scar you for the rest of your life. thank you for that little tidbit you know yeah. I like asking everybody that question because they be tripping them up <laughs> yes because <laughs> I've always got a different answer but it's all like connected to my definition for it yes so I just I just love it here I love everybody I love it here too <laughs> <laughs> well I want to thank you again for coming to my podcast and sharing your story because this like I have a lot of friends that are moms and I'm not sure if they've experienced this or not they haven't told me personally but I do try to check on them if I don't check on them I'm sorry but it's not Try to my head not my heart <laughs> but I know it's important and it's and you know I be watching Lifetime and I be watching the movies where they be going through it I was like oh my gosh like this is serious and this is real and then you see like our community and just people in general we're always downing each other especially women like we're always downing each other like you don't know what is gonna set somebody off right you cannot be like mean to people like especially intentionally I know sometimes you have a bad day and you might just somebody might have set you off but you have to be like so cautious of where people's minds are especially for women that have just given birth like that's a whole life-changing experience not just for her but for the dad he could have some type of depression yeah talk about either yes we don't talk about men in depression or men in medical things like at all like it's just not talked about which is it 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 really is and it's it's sad and I wish it was talked about more in the same way, you know, like within the black community, you know, like mental health needs to be talked about more. So just for you to just, just explain all of that and just from your standpoint, like because everybody's experience is going to be different because everybody's just different. So you're not going to have the same experience, but somebody can, you've got somebody you can relate to like, dang. I've been kind of experiencing that maybe I should like talk to somebody or whatever the case may be or just 
you don't even have to talk to anybody professionally just talk to a really good friend that you know will sit there and listen and have a level-headed response yes. for you like they might not know what you're going through but they can give you like some type of comfort like just talk to talk to somebody lord i'm like talk to somebody yes and sometimes like just being heard helps because like yes. you know sometimes like we might talk to someone and we don't really feel like we're heard yeah you know like really just having someone take that time to really listen to what it is that's going on with you what it is that's going on you know in your mind or what you know you're feeling because sometimes you might just be having that feeling and it was just you know a trigger of emotions and like you were saying women being you know very hormonal like I know I have to pay attention to you know like how I'm feeling and my hormones and whatnot because you know that can be my show of okay you know like my period is about to come on or you know this is just you know how my body is responding and reacting you know after having a baby because you know you're still dealing with you know physical changes and you know whatnot and I mean not to like give too much information about my body but like my body is still producing breast milk even though I have not breastfed in over a year it does take a long time for you know certain things to completely change on your body so that explained all this because I didn't even know all that and that's also why I want to do this episode because I don't know I'm not I'm not about birthing no babies you know anybody who listens to it they learn something they you know grab some information that's why you know when I first heard your story I was like okay you know what I I have to share you know like I feel like you know I have to share if I you know fall under you know being an individual who can tell their story or you know however like mm-hmm. I, I need to share this information because there's stuff that I didn't know that I passed on to my best friend that you know she may have not known and you know there are some things that I told you know one of my other friends that she didn't know about you know like having a baby or like raising boys or you know anything so just if I said something, I shared some information, I touched somebody's heart, maybe, you know, I pulled somebody out of, you know, a mindset or a relationship that they were in. Because at the end of the day, like I said, you know, take care of your kids and do what you need to do, but also understand that, you know, you need to make sure that you're being the right type of parent to your child, but also the other parent is a good parent to the child. So if you do have to step away from a relationship because you feel like that person you know isn't going to be you know the best parent and of course you know giving them time to get used to their role but yeah. you know if you're gonna see like maybe they're not consistent or you know maybe they're not really showing the the focus efforts towards you know learning what is about their child like you know you you have to make that decision for you know that child because at the end of the day your child shouldn't have to heal from being raised by you Oh, that's deep. <laughs> that's <true>. deep. <laughs> that's a whole other topic for a whole other day, but that's deep. That, 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 that can be a concealed scar, you know? So, yeah, we're just going to leave that there. We're going to end that on that note. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode of Concealed Scars. Make sure y'all tune in for the next episode. And we'll see y'all soon.